Hello and welcome to another episode of Ashes to Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG. Bordy, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. Ready to talk about this uh, Ashes of Creation stuff, dude. It's going to be a good one, man. Yes, it's a lot we, of fun. We got a development update, of course, to talk about. Going to be uh, exciting to think about. Uh, there's going to be lots of dragons, dude, that we are going to discuss on this yeah, episode. Yeah. So I'm stoked about that. Uh, also, we got a new uh, backer package. We'll briefly cover that as well. And then, of course, we have uh, some NDA uh, news coming up. So I'm extremely excited to see uh, what they have so far in Ashes of yeah. Creation. Uh, but first and foremost, Bordy, uh, guys, if you guys haven't subbed to our YouTube channel all yet, you should definitely go to the check out youtube.com slash studio loot. We put all our VODs from the, from the podcast as well as uh, we have all of our uh, Ashes of Creation related videos. And of course, uh, we we are now doing races, so we're we're covering all the races and sub races. Uh, so if you are interested in in that series, go check that out now. As well as our our uh, website, Ashes Fans, uh, we we try to keep all, all the re recent news of, for Masters of Creation over there. And of course, we'll be covering the game throughout Alpha. So uh, go check that out as well, Bordy. Anything else housekeeping-wise before we get, jump right in here? No, nah, man. Let's just jump right in, dude. All right. So first and foremost, they are opening up the Alpha 1 backer packages again. So it now, as of right now, you can go over to the website and you can now buy into Alpha 1, which is extremely exciting because Alpha 1 is coming, dude. It's coming real soon. Yeah. Yeah. Like real, real soon. Yeah. yeah. So if you're interested in, in playing and testing Alpha One, and again, Steven's been very upfront about this. Uh, if you if you are interested in truly testing, which means a lot of frustrating crashes and bugs and and you know incomplete yeah. uh, content that you're going to be doing, uh, go over there and to the Ashes of Creation website, and you can buy in right now. And that just segues right into the Brine and Bounty backer package because if you're going to buy in right now, you are going to be buying into Brine and Bounty. Now, Brine and Bounty is, you guessed it, a nautical-themed uh, backer package. And, and, and uh, you can obviously see all of this stuff over there at uh, ashesofcreation.com. I don't know how much time we want to spend on this. We do have a lot to talk about this episode. But, uh, Bordy, what, what are your initial thoughts of this uh, magical mermaid backer package? <laughs> Man, it's cool, but again, not my thing. This is about three weeks in a row, or not three weeks, three backer three packs months. in a row now, three months worth of backer packs in a row now that I just haven't really been able to get on board with. These these are cool. It's 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 a little bit too mermaidy for me. I, I want something dark. I want something... Uh, I don't, I don't know, man, something a little bit more masculine, maybe, maybe that's the right word to use. I, I don't know. These are cool. The, the pauldrons look cool. They're like seashells that are very unique. Uh, pretty interesting. Not really, not really for me though. So I'm going to hold off on this one, man. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because they do have, you know, I, I thought it was interesting when, um, the team mentioned during the, uh, the developer update that all of these, uh, you know, particular backer packages that they design are actually, uh, you know, um, armor and, and 
mobs and and mounts that you're going to see in game on NPCs and stuff. So basically, you know, by backing this, you're actually funding uh, them to be able to put some of this stuff on NPCs throughout the game. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. And it makes sense how, why they diversify uh, all of this so much, you know, to, so that there's going to be a lot of diversity in appearance and not only just like all the characters and all the player characters running around with all their different transmogs and everything, but also we're going to see a lot of different in-game characters with a lot of different uh, appearances and looks. And and who knows, man, you may you may share the same outfit as 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 a main character or something. I, I uh, do. I mean, why wouldn't you want to be, uh, you know, the Little Mermaid's dad? And that's what you can be if you buy this package. <laughs> so uh, here's the thing, Bordy. I could see people role playing. Oh man, yeah. You, you could. I could see people role playing like some seafarer or some like crazy. You know. Uh, like a uh, homeless sea person. This is this is a uh, a lot <laughs> homeless of homeless sea person. Yeah, dude. I mean, it Bro. looks like he was stuck out to sea way too long, and now he has barnacles growing on him. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that is this a seal? The the pet is it a seal glider? Is that what uh, that's it looks like an seal? otter? An otter. There you go. I don't know my my animals apparently, but it, well, it, you it's, should. If, uh, having three daughters, I know about every animal ever now because they're all cute, and yeah. and we yeah they constantly educate me on these. But uh, it looks uh, like an otter yeah. to me. Uh, but I mean, I can see this being interesting for some people. The Mount cosmetic skin is pretty interesting. I would assume this is where I don't understand how they're going to tie these in yet, though. These skins, how are they going to tie these into being? to being a nautical skin versus being a land skin because, or maybe you can only apply this skin on, on mounts that can go in the water. And that's the only time you can use this skin. I don't know, because I don't see how this mount's going to walk on land. It has tentacles like a, like a, a jellyfish. It looks very much like a jellyfish. I'm not real sure how that's going to work. Is this an otter with a really long tail? No, no, no. I, I sorry, I, I skipped over. That's the pet. I'm talking about the actual mount. Oh, the, the mount. Crown yeah, mount. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the mount skin. Yo, yeah. dude, that okay. That looks like some mind flayer stuff, and I can get behind that. Uh, yeah, but, but how's it gonna walk on the I ground? I don't know if it will. That's, that's the question. <laughs> I don't know if right, it will. Right, that's what I mean. I don't yeah. know how they're going to tie that in because we've seen other mounts similar to this, other mount skins similar to this that they've released that look like they're very aquatic mounts. So I would assume maybe you can only use this mount skin in the water, but I don't think it says that here in any of the descriptions, or at least if it does, I missed it. Well, if you know, let us know in the comments below because we yeah, don't. Yeah, I'd love to know. And, You're right. I, I have no idea. And you maybe know, it's something there's we someone somewhere. out there that definitely knows. The yeah, I'd love to know. For creation sure. community is very educated. Most uh, a large demographic of them are very educated on the game. Yeah. Uh, so, so let us know in the comments below um, if that's the case. So I, you know, the freehold thing is another thing, Bordy. Like, are you just gonna like plop down a, a piece of the ocean or a beach on, you know, in the middle of wherever you want it to be, like the mountains or something? Yeah, it seems like these are uh, location specific almost, and and I just wonder how that works if you have that freehold appearance set up as your, you know, standard freehold. Well, I, you know, I think the freehold is is just a plot of land that you buy and then you put you can put multiple buildings on it. So this is just going to be a piece of decoration you can have on your freehold and not the main attraction or the main building, I would assume. But yeah, you're right. It is very islandy. So it's going to be odd if you have a freehold in one of the areas and then you have just this oasis looking place there. 
but put I, it in the I desert, dude. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, it would be cool. It does the freehold does look cool. That's something that I wouldn't mind having on my property. It looks dope. I, that's probably I think my that favorite is thing the out property, of this dude. To be honest, I I think this is like the way they describe it is like this is what the freehold appearance turns into. Is is this uh, luminescent pool of silver of the land's natural magic flows? Indeed, there is much power coursing through this channel as there is water. This rejuvenating basin is the perfect place for an adventure to alleviate the rigors of struggles of the world. So it seems like this is the freehold. I, 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 for some reason, that's what I've always thought anyways, I guess. Maybe so, man. We're showing our ignorance at the moment, I, I, I guess. But I, I don't know. I'm confused about a couple of those things. So again, if you know, let us know in the comments below. We, I, that's one of the things that I, I have looked at the freeholds before, but it is a little bit confusing as to how they're exactly going to function in game. But I, I was under the impression there's a plot of land and then you can place multiple things on that plot of land. But maybe I understand wrong. No, I, th I think you're right in the in the, in the plot of the land. But I think uh, for some reason, I thought the plot of the land turns into this. It looks like this. Oh, so, so you think that the whole theme of the land will turn into Will turn into this. Yes, this is the theme of it now. Yeah. Well, what about the ones that are just buildings then? Does yeah, the they're just one massive one building? building. Yeah. The whole freehold is one building? I, there might be some surrounding areas that are different. But yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, because that it says might here, be right. freeholds we, are are half an acre in size. So that's what I thought. Freeholds are half an acre in size, and then you can you can place stuff on them. They can be freeholds may be placed anywhere within the zone of influence of stage three node or higher, as long as they are not close proximity to any of the following, and it shows what you can't be put there. They have a, a plot that requires a certificate from the parent node in order to place the plot. The more advanced the node, the more freeholds can be built in the zone of influence. And then it says, uh, I don't know. See, this is where I get confused because it, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, there's knows. a grid-based system that freehold owners can use to place items, props, and buildings on the freehold. There it is. That's the thing that I have read before that was stuck in my mind right there. There may, there may be a grid-based system that freehold owners can use to place items slash props and buildings onto their freehold plot. So I think it's going to be multiple things that you can place into your freehold on that half-acre plot of land i believe that's how it works and this is just one of those things huh? that's just one of those things that that's how i take it that's what i think is going to happen because if you look at it some of them are very functional looking buildings and then some of these are just these items like we see in the brine and bounties pack that we're looking at here and for the audio listeners it's just an oasis looking thing with a palm tree coming up through the middle of it i would assume that's just going to be one of the attractions that you can place on your freehold because it would suck that if some people buy this this these packages and they get this enormous building to place that's very functional very usable and then the other and that's it and that's your whole freehold and then the other people get this that's that's it looks really I know, really you awesome you can live in the clam dude but maybe so. Maybe there's a hidden compartment under there. Maybe yeah. it's, you live. Maybe you do live under the sea. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Potentially. Right? Uh. Yeah. So yeah. Well. Okay. Let we us got know. Off track there, yeah. Man. Let Sorry. us know in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you want to go check out this these pictures that will be over at AshesOfCreation.com, you can go check out the the uh brine and bounties package, which which should be available to uh, for a month, which. Dude, I really want to buy into Alpha, like really bad, and and I'm not gonna be able to buy in until next month, because I, I, yeah. I I'm dedicated to to find one that I want. Well, I sure hope that next month in June they drop a really good one so that you can participate in the month long Alpha, man. Dude, that's true. Hey, because if you don't buy in now, you're about to miss out on the Alpha from the 14th. I am to the missing 21st. out if I don't buy. What the? 
dude, what the yeah. heck, dude? Uh, I know. I I'm know. not doing it. Sucks. I'm still not I can't, doing I can't, it. I can't justify spending $500 on this pack, though. I just can't do it, so I'm not if going I to. If I like the cosmetics, really, really cool I would pack. do it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they may drop another one in June that's that's absolutely blows your socks off, and then you just buy that one, and then you can play the whole month of June. Hey, man. Or test. I shouldn't say play. You can test, test. the whole month of June. No, I'll, it's I'll a be- test. Much better version. I have nothing yeah. better to do. Other than to work on all of our many projects that we have. Yeah, you know? we do. Yeah, we do. Like, like we don't have anything going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but I do definitely want to try that. I want to be in there, dude. I want to be one of the one of the founders of this this bad boy. So I, I I'll be patient and wait for June. But June, I just I want some dead. Un, better un, be a banger, I want some dude. undead stuff, please. Ma- Margaret, Stephen, if you're listening, please like dead stuff, undead, swampy. Dead Not even stuff. swampy, just undead stuff. Just give me dead stuff. Please, just give yeah, me a yeah, dead yeah. a dead mount. Skulls. Glowy stuff. Yeah. A mount that's dead. Easily pleased. That's just what a... yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah, uh, just a reminder before we get into the main topic. Alpha one non-DA dates is May 14th through May 21st. And the month-long non-NDA uh test is from June 1st to June 30th. Uh, so just so you guys re- remember, so again, I mean, and boarding said it best. If if you want in on that May 14th thing, you are a mermaid. You need to go buy this now. If you don't already have access, uh, if you want to do that, it's time. Otherwise, you're waiting till the month long one in June. Yeah. Are they opening up any of the other packs? Any of the previous ones? Absolutely not. No, that's not. Yeah, that, I didn't think so. Question, I didn't. No. Yeah. I didn't think so either. I was just wondering they, they want to honor the, reopening them. Yeah, they want right. to honor the, uh, uh, you know, the exclusivity that they promised these people. Like, you know, you can only have these, uh, particular which I think things. is the correct. I think that's the correct. Play. Yeah, yeah, I, I think agree. for sure that's what they should have done. But I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm not mad at them for sure. Just give me a new one. That looks dope. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here we go, dude. The development update. Now, there was tons of cool information here, but but the coolest of all, well, well, let, let's end with that. So the first off, they're getting back into the studio. They're getting ready. They're picking out office chairs. Uh, they're doing all this cool stuff, and they're going to be back into the studio. So I'm, I'm very excited about that because I think it means more productivity, uh, I think they'll enjoy work more, being able to, you know, toss ideas and and meet in person and stuff. So, I'm extremely excited that that they have finally have a date that they're going to be able to go into their new studio. Yeah, I'm sure they are too, man. I'm sure they're itching to get in there. I would be. Uh, the you know they've been stuck at home for so long. It's nice to be. So there's something to be said about being around coworkers and having people around you and people if to, you like to interact with. If you like them, true. But I would imagine that Intrepid Studios has a great team. They seem like they do. Seem like they create a great working environment. And I would imagine it would be a place that you would want to go to, right? Like you're you're gonna want to go there and and enjoy work and and that's what it should be about. And it's it does working from home is is sometimes not all it's cracked up to be. Because you you're not you don't have that in person interaction as much as as you would and so if you're at a place that you really really like and enjoy I think there's a lot of more productivity a lot more collaboration a lot more creativity that can come from being in person and in a room talking versus versus having to call somebody on Zoom whenever you have an idea or whatever it just it's not as spontaneous so I I don't know I I think it's an exciting step for the game I think it'll help them well I think there you know all of these different departments are so codependent upon one another that yeah. yeah being in person and being able to pass 
you know, ideas, like you said, uh, is way quicker even. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and more efficient. Yes, exactly. So, uh, that is great for them. Um, also Bordy, uh, you know, they continue to push forward with hiring people, which I think is just, yeah. they're going to get to triple a size before we know it, uh, you know, yeah. as far as the team goes and, and dude, I mean, they're getting ready to have a live client to work on too. So, uh, I can imagine why they're, you know, hiring so many people is, is they're in full gear, man. They're, they're pushing, yeah. they're, they're trying to get this, uh, this game out and ready. And I, and I'm here for it, man. I'm excited to, to see what they have in the May, uh, uh, alpha. So Bordy, yeah. the the main topic, and I think the one that we're all extremely interested in, is the raid bosses that they put out. These are open world dragons uh, that will be present in Alpha, and uh, I'll let you kind of lead here on on all of these uh, these different bosses we got to see during the development update. The development update, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I. So my initial impression, whenever I first watched this thing, whenever he the, the camera turned around and you seen the first dragon, was just like, "Holy crap, that looks that looks incredible, man!" The dragons and the art and the size and the scale and their environment that they're surrounded in, they did a banger job, and they looked so good. Uh, they looked really, really cool. But one thing that I thought was interesting that Stephen said during this, I'm going to read this. I tried to kind of type it here as he said it, but it said. So Steven said that the raid bosses exist in the siege level. So in Alpha 1, the siege will not be what it's intended to be at launch. And I think we all knew that. But the players will be able to participate in the siege events. And as they complete the raid bosses in the area, they will get buffs that benefit their team. And while you're trying to fight the bosses, the opposing team is notified. And they can come in there and interfere with the boss fight. So I, I'm, I'm assuming some sort of PvP situation like it would be in, in, whenever the game releases. Last person to hit the boss gets the buff for the team. So I found that pretty interesting, man. In Alpha, it seems like there's going to be some conflicts going on for these raid bosses, which I think is really, really cool. They're going to test some of those mechanics. And I think that's going to be fun, man, That for the people that's in there. I think it's going to be a great time. And I also think that it's very interesting that you're fighting over these bosses and then somebody can just ninja steal the boss, almost like in League of Legends where you try to get like last hit on Baron or last hit on dragon which can completely completely change the entire tone of 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 the fight and and turn the tide for one team or the other so like in league of legends if you're not familiar or, or, or moba in general so in lead in league you can have a big team fight over it, like the baron buff which gives one one team or the other the buff and whoever last hits that gets the last hit gets the buff and that is a huge turning point for the game sometimes. So whoever can get that buff is, is at a huge advantage. So sometimes you can be losing the game and even lose that team fight there at the, at the buff, at the boss. But you can steal the buff for your team and still come out ahead and still win. And that, I think that's cool. I think this is going to be a pretty crazy mechanic. So it could be something like the team that does the most DPS to the boss would win or whatever. But it's the last person to hit. I found that pretty interesting because now you can have these fights. You can literally have somebody, it can be your strategy to just kind of have somebody standing over in the wings waiting to try to last hit this thing. I thought that was <laughs> cool, man. Rogue or something, it, yeah. yeah, it's going to be crazy seeing these fights take place and then seeing who's able to get the buff and maybe steal the buff from the other team. Or uh, Those are going to be fun. That That's going to be interesting to see. And, I, and I'm, I'm excited to watch some of that stuff. What, what are your thoughts on that, dude? Do you think the raid boss should be uh, like whoever, whatever team does the most DPS gets the buff. Or do you like this whole last hit mechanic? I don't like the last hit mechanic at all. Uh, just as far as like an XP or like a credit for a kill standpoint, I, I, I do think that 
a lot of games have tried that and it just doesn't work well. Uh, I will say I love the idea of these raid bosses roaming around the open world. Uh, it just brings me back to like, you know, WoW and in Burning Crusades, we have the Fell Reaver just roaming around at the beginning area and just like one shotting you and that danger that that thing presented when it patrolled your way, you made sure that you stayed clear because that thing was going to ruin your day. And I love the idea of these dragons being in the open world, uh, having the opportunity to, you know, <laughs> if you go into their area, they're going to chase you down and kill you uh, probably swiftly. So I love that mm -hmm. part. I don't like the mechanic of the last hit. I just think it's, I mean, it works maybe for a MOBA, uh, but definitely not in an MMO uh, because of, like you said, kill, kill stealing and griefing and all that stuff. I think generally, like, you know, once you once you do enough damage as a group, then it should be your mob, and they don't get XP if they help you kill it or whatever, uh, you know, or tag well, I think, it. I think XP is a different story than getting a buff for your team. So the mm -hmm. XP argument, I, I would be 100% on board with that. I think that if you're out killing mobs and you're doing most damage, somebody shouldn't just be able to come along and one, one tap that mob and get the XP for it. That sucks. That's very toxic. But in this situation right here, I like the last hit, last person to hit the boss gets the buff because it really provides for some very interesting strategies because even if you roll up on the team, if you're late and that team almost has that boss dead and you roll up on them, you still have a chance to, to get that buff. I just think that's cool, man. I, I personally like that. We'll see how it works out in the alpha and I'm sure they'll test it a lot and figure out some things and maybe it won't work, but I kind of like that mechanic. The XP argument I'm hundred percent on board with. I don't think that that should be a thing. Last hitting uh, shouldn't get the XP that that does become very toxic, but this whole, this whole PVPVE thing is really cool to try to last hit. I just, I like that a lot. Turn the tide of the entire siege with being able to go kind of ninja steal the boss or whatever. And there's a lot of strategy and tactics and maneuvering that goes into that. And I really, I really like that. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, I like the, I like the idea of a buff being gained uh, from a world boss like that. I, I, I guess, you know, with the environment and, and how easy it is to steal uh, things like that. I worry about the griefing and everything. I understand that, you know, it works in like a five V five situation, but when you're talking about like 60 V 60 or 50 V one, and maybe even just this rogue sneaks in and steals the last kill and gets the boss or sets a dot on there and ends up getting the last tick. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> I'll have to see well, how they execute it, but, but generally I, I don't know if this works very well. But how is how else would you do it though if it's a PvPVE situation and and you're fighting the boss and it, would it be the most team that do, the team that does the most DPS so you go in there and then you yeah. just try to burn it down so then but then wouldn't it be a situation where if you have a team of 60 over there killing this boss and they get it down to a fourth of of of, of health and the other team tries to come in there's no reason for them at that point to even come in there because if they come in there and fight this team the team can just try to finish the boss off while they're fighting them, and then they're going to get the buff and then mop the rest of the team up. Well, like, that just seems. Well, I think, I know. you know, in that situation, you're better off like starting to pick off the team. You know what I mean? Like going in there and killing the healers while they're in the middle of this raid boss pool, I think is, is great because then, yeah, you're going to wipe the team and then you'll get an opportunity to kill the dragon after that. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Or maybe like, you know, if if 
there's some change in in exit. I don't know. Like there there obviously has to be thresholds with how much damage you can do to to get the kill or get the buff. But uh, you know, maybe that maybe that is a lot smaller, right? If if you get the, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna do it, dude. I I just I don't think that the last hit mechanic is very good for MMOs in general. Yeah. So I yeah, don't know. it's gonna be interesting. It's definitely different, and I'm here for it, dude. I like it. I, I, I'm I'm gonna be real interested to see how it works out, and maybe it's gonna suck, and maybe they won't stick with it because maybe it will pose a lot of issues. But it, it, I like the thought of it, and I, I guess that comes from a big MOBA background. I played League a lot, a whole lot, and and I really enjoy those types of fights where you just don't know, man. You could have somebody swoop in there and steal that thing, and then I've been the one to go in there and steal the buffs before, and it's just it's fun, man. You're the hero for the team whenever things aren't going well and you can kind of turn the tide it boosts morale and things turn around and it's just fun those types of interactions and and, and moments are really cool for people and we'll see how it works out in the mmo setting i you know i don't know it's i thought it was an interesting thought though yeah i mean who knows if they do it correctly it might be a, a thing that everybody can enjoy and get behind um yeah so here we go these are here that they showed three dragons here Bordy, uh, first and foremost, it, were, were, were you done with the uh, and uh, yeah, okay, yeah, we can move all, on. All right, all right, perfect. Uh, so the the first one is the forest dragon, which uh had a you know a poison theme to it, a lot of damage over time, area of effect spells, uh, and uh, some pretty cool mechanics. Uh, one of the ones that I thought was you know uh cool was the idea of him flying up and then landing back onto the ground and shooting this shockwave of poison out. Uh, Bordy, what do you think about the mechanic, or the at least the initial mechanics of the of the uh, forest dragon? I thought they were cool, man. I like them. I'm sure they'll kind of refine them and tune them up. But so far, as an early look, we got a early look at how it was maneuvering around, how it was flying around, uh, the area denial stuff. Every one of these dragons have very different mechanics. The forest dragon is obviously centered around dot and and poison damage, and I thought that was cool. It has these puddles with poison stacks that you can stand in that do a lot of damage, and just a lot of dot damage overall. I thought it was really cool, man. I I enjoyed this very much i'm a i love dragons and mmos the scale of the dragon looked really cool too i thought the mechanic the initial mechanics we've seen were were good i thought those those fights appear to be something that's going to be a lot of fun they're going to be challenging and i enjoy i, I enjoyed it very much yeah the scale of the mobs definitely i i think is yeah. pinpoint you know the idea yeah. of just walking up and seeing this massive dragon in this forest or in his like nest or whatever you want to call it is is Looks dope, great. dude. I, I, mm -hmm. I, 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 basically the same follows with the frost and the fire dragons. Uh, both had unique mechanics. The fire dragon was able to do a mirror image, uh, and obviously that that fire attack looks so dope. It had like a Game of Thrones esque feel to it. It looks him, sick. Like, yeah, you know, uh, spraying that like flamethrower type ability. Uh, it was dope, dude. And then the frost, obviously, with the uh, the glacier and the you know the ability to freeze or slow your character, putting slow tra uh, slow stacks on you, and then and then dropping those ice cubes, dude. I I love the flavor, the uniqueness behind each of these dragons. I love the scale. There wasn't much to 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 hate on uh, when it came to these dragons, dude. The, I love the idea of having these in the game, and I'm excited to see what they do more with like maybe some non dragon type raid open world raid bosses, dude. Uh, yeah. I think they're doing a great job in this design aspect for sure. 
Yeah, I agree 100%, man. There wasn't a lot to complain about or to be mad about when looking at these dragons and looking at the raid bosses. They were spot on. They they looked really cool. The mechanics looked cool, which is exactly what you want to see from a raid boss. Some tough mechanics, some interesting mechanics. And I think we got a glimpse of that, seeing where they're headed with them. And I was very pleased, man. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that about does it for Ashes of Creation news. If you want to know the full... Uh, Dev Diary, they have it on their YouTube channel over there, also uh, over at uh, AshesOfCreation.com. They have the video up with uh, some timestamps and everything if you're just interested in looking at the video. The video is dubbed, dude. We'll probably end up doing uh, some sort of uh, other video uh, looking at that uh, footage because it was just extremely cool. Uh, I can't say. I don't have enough good things to say about it. It's, It's awesome, dude. So, yeah. um, all right, Bordy. Well, that's been, a, we'll tie this up in a nice little bow. It's another episode of Ashes to Go. Guys, uh, also, thank you to our Patreons. We now, uh, with Studio Loot and all of our many projects, uh, have some dedicated Patreons. We're appreciative of you guys. You'll see their names in the, in the uh, uh, scrolling credits at the end of the, of the VOD. Uh, we're just very grateful for you guys. Thank you for supporting us. We really appreciate it. And all of, to all of you who listen to the podcast, who watch the VODs on YouTube, uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Obviously, we love what we do, and it's cool to have people that love what we do, too. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and we will see you in another episode. Uh, and that's episode 25. We got to we got to touch base with our Ooh. with our, uh, you know, potential guests to make sure they're yeah. still game. But that's two weeks away, uh, yeah. which we'll have to work out a time thing because we definitely can't record at midnight like we are right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to figure out something, but uh, we're hoping to have the people from the Golden Feather, the wonderful people that had us on as guests. We'd look to return the favor, and, and not only that, but on a landmark episode, episode 25, dude. Absolutely, man. Who better? It was awesome. Exactly. And now Siri is listening to me, which means the government's also listening to me, so we need to get off of here, Bordy, real quick before, any, <laughs> before anything happens. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We really are listening, and we really appreciate it. We'll see you on another episode of Ashes to Go.